Hello, and welcome to the LYF podcast. This podcast is provided to you by the Love Yourself Foundation, which is an organization here spreading the message of love and more specifically self-love and the powerful ripple effect that has not only in building a better relationship with yourself, but also with your community and with our beautiful planet. We're here to tell you that we're all one. All living beings are connected to each other, to the universe. So we're going to be talking about important topics like mental health, environmental issues, and tying it all back into the self and ways that you can not only empower your relationship with yourself, but also empower your relationship with your community and with our beautiful planet. So if you like what you hear, please hit subscribe. You can check us out on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter at the LY Foundation. You can also check out our website at the lyfoundation.org. And we have a very special new addition to what we're doing. We now have a membership program called the Lifeline Membership Program, which offers support calls, group support calls, free admission to our events, workshops, specialized merch. So we also have special discounts going for students, teachers, frontline workers. So if you want to hear more about this, please go to our website at the LY Foundation slash membership for more info. Thanks for tuning in. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the LYF podcast. Monica here, and I am playing solo for this episode. Uh, This month, I'm going to have a couple of different guests. I'll give you some sneak peeks. One of them is going to be the live podcast uh, interview that I'm actually doing on December 8th. I think this episode will come day after. So, That live interview will be coming out next week, and that's being done, excuse me, in person at Makers and Finders. And if you're listening, we are doing a week-long fundraiser at Makers and Finders at both locations. So for one week long, you can order from a special menu that Makers uh, has created to help fundraise some funds for LYF. So with every menu purchase, five bucks will be coming back to the Love Yourself Foundation. And you have until December 16th to go to Makers and order some yummy food from this menu. And then on December 16th, Josh is actually going to be Josh, the co-founder of Makers. He's going to appear at our event, our Love Yourself Expression event at Gather House at Ferguson, revealing how much was raised. If whatever is more convenient for you, if you are closer to the Arts District location or the location in downtown Summerlin, whatever it is, spread the word. Again, as a growing small nonprofit, your donations really mean the world to us because we know we want to do more. We want to do more events. We want to create more programs. We want to be able to hire on the team. There's so many goals behind here, behind the scenes. We need that financial sustainability for to make it happen. Again, definitely check out Makers. And again, this fundraiser is going on from December 8th all the way to December 16th. So there's lots of opportunity to go to your closest makers and get some yummy food. So there's that that spiel. And might as well already talk about December 16th is our Love Yourself Expression event. It's doors open at 6 p.m. And this time around, we're actually doing it at the Gather House, um, which is right next door to Ferguson, technically next door to Vegas Test Kitchen but right there in the Ferguson footprint. And we're going to be having a much more intimate setup. It's going to be indoor, outdoor. 
and just to help, especially as it's getting, finally, it's getting colder here in Vegas, but as it's getting colder to have more of that cozy vibe for all of us. So we're really excited to switch up our venue a little bit and we're hopeful that everybody likes it too. So a uh, ticket link is on our website. It's $10 pre-sale, 15 at the door. We have a really special night. Uh, we have a sound bath by Keon. We're going to be doing an open mic, of course. The night's going to be emceed by Miss Darko and Don Conquer, aka Brent Buffon. And then we have special performances by Sunbone, so our very own Mel is part of that duo with Chris Mendoza. We have Teresa's Trice, which is Trice B and Tree Hill's new duo. We're super excited to have. We have Sojourner, who's also been always a big support of LYF. And then to finish off the night, where we have Mr. Don Stefan to close out the night. And he's also been part of LYF from the start. So we really wanted to make our anniversary event I don't know if I mentioned it. This is our third anniversary event of the Literary Self-Expression. So we really want to make this night special, commemorate all the different people that have helped make this event what it is today and to celebrate everybody's growth because to really reflect on these past three years and see where everybody was and see where everyone is now is so cool. And it makes me so grateful that we're all helping each other grow. If you've never been to one of our events, I hope to see you, whether you're on the mic or not. And if you come to just enjoy the evening, that's perfectly fine. And there will be food by Vegas Test Kitchen. There will be a bar, some mocktails and all that too, if you don't drink alcohol. And it's all ages, so... A lot of inclusivity is we really always want to make sure that we're including everybody and making it accessible for anybody of any age to come to the event. So very looking forward to it. And there's all that spiel. To go on with the theme of this month, it's all on the idea of intention. And I figured that today I wanted to read a little bit more from the book Finding Flow. I'm really grateful that book came back into my awareness because it's definitely helped me as I'm embarking on this month to be more intentional with my time and being attentive, because I think a lot of times I'm guilty of it. We can get into autopilot mode and we forget how special it is to be living, even in those mundane moments of turning on our computer or <laughs> turning on our phone, whatever it is, getting caught up in all of that really decreases our presence and our deeper awareness that we can obtain. And obviously like through meditation and art, writing, all these other modalities, taking that time to be present with ourselves goes a long way. I figured I wanted to share a little bit of what was going on with me last week and how interesting it all really is, how it always come, it at least it came down to me being present with myself and wanting to be more intentional. So for like about a week, I was experiencing a vertigo. And perhaps some of you have experienced this before, but it's very uncomfortable. And the way that I would describe it is it, it feels like you're losing, you're like getting disoriented and you lose balance almost. And this happened to me a long time ago. This happened to me like almost 10 years ago. And I remember it would actually all happened. Whew, it happened during a semester where I was taking on more responsibilities when I was in college and I had just started the take back the tap campaign. And I remember just feeling a lot of tension in my body. And then eventually I ended up getting these vertigo symptoms and fast forward to now, 10 years later, 
I'm experiencing it again. And if I'm, I hadn't, like I shared last time, I hadn't been exercising as much these past few weeks and it showed up and I just feel like I was just on the go, go with a lot of responsibilities and really as the just new, it's been like a leveling up of sorts for the organization. I felt that capacity shift too within myself, even as I'm speaking, I'm, I'm, I'm realizing, man, like it was just a lot and I'm super grateful for it because it's, like I said, it's been such a blessing to see all the growth. And even though I wasn't exercising as much, I, I kept up with my meditation and all that, but just goes to show that even if you neglect yourself, at least at me at my point, even if you're, you neglect yourself a little bit, how much it, it'll just ripple almost like through your body. Um, so anyway, yeah, for about a week, I was experiencing those symptoms and I was quite afraid. And like I shared, I ended up going to the hospital just to get myself checked to make sure it was nothing else. And thankfully it was nothing else. And then, you know, over the weekend, I just rested a lot and man, just through getting back into my regular routine, my modalities and all that, thankfully the symptoms have subsided. And I, it was a good little wake up call for me, like I shared last time too, because I think we can all get caught up in what we need to do. And it's easy to forget our needs especially when we have increase in responsibility. And a lot of times, I think I've shared this before, to nurture and to steward uh, a company, it is like a baby in a way because you want to make sure that everything's being taken care of. And I really do treat LIF as like my child. <laughs> and I just want to make sure everything's good. And I think sometimes I'm not a parent, so I can't, I don't want to disrespect for parents who might be listening, but I could imagine that's why it could be easy sometimes to neglect um, oneself because you want to make sure that all the needs of your kid are being met. But just remembering how self-care is so important. And one of the things that has been ingrained in my mind is that if I'm not well, then I can't do the things that I love. And that gives me a lot of motivation to keep taking good care of myself. So I'm very grateful that I was able to, I'm grateful it was just one week and I'm grateful that I was able to snap back into it, get my routine going and just making myself remember that my needs matter and that I need to be well if I want to keep doing all this, especially. I know that right now, especially for our students and our interns right now, our students are embarking into their finals week. And as a student, that can happen too. You want to make sure that all your studies are good, that you're prepared for your finals, and it can be easy to neglect yourself. I've been there when I was a student like I shared before, whatever little bit of kindness you can show yourself today, whether it's maybe going to your favorite coffee shop or getting your favorite flavor of kombucha or whatever that little thing that gives you joy. I hope you do that today. Or even if it's like turning off your phone like an hour before going to bed and really spending that time with yourself writing. These are all things that help me to make myself feel like I matter, especially when things can get very busy wherever you're at. And especially with the holidays, it can be very easy to overextend with all the different celebrations, events, gatherings. It can be very easy to be caught up in all of it and forget oneself. I hope that again, wherever you're at with all this, that you remember that you too matter and that your intention to take care of yourself doesn't have to be um, deterred at all even when the holidays draw near. And for me too, this month is special because it's my birthday month. Uh, my birthday is coming up next week. I'm turning 32. 
And man, I just, it's weird. I think with every year that comes, I'm, I have a lot of gratitude, especially after uh, my near-death experience that I had back in 2017. I see and treat every year as a gift because I, I sometimes reflect, man, I came very close to not seeing it very close. So it, uh, I'm so thankful to be here with all of you. And at the same time, I'm like, man, 32. I remember when I was just turning eight years old and just reflecting on how life moves really quickly and that's why the whole idea of being intentional with our time is so important because if we're not careful, our life can zoom us zoom by. And that's why taking those moments to really showing yourself that you matter and that your dreams matter are vital. So you can, whenever it's time to go, you can look back and say, man, I'm so grateful I did this and that. And it, my life really did feel like my life. It didn't feel like I was living anybody else's life. Yeah, I'm just I'm thankful this month is special for so many reasons. It's our third year anniversary of Love Yourself Expression. It's my birthday. So much to be celebrating. And then obviously the holiday season. So it's a time of joy and also a time of introspection. And it's also a time that can produce a lot of nostalgia and sadness. I also found myself reminiscing on my past relationship. I haven't actually spoken a lot about it on here, but I went through a breakup about a year and a half ago now, and it was really hard. And it's definitely taken a lot of time of healing for me and remembrance and making myself feel seen, especially in my healing because of so much of what I had to work through as a result of letting go of that relationship was helping myself remember that I love myself, that I respect myself, but we're human and emotions can be complex sometimes. And there are feelings of nostalgia sometimes. And so just, and it's okay to, I think one of the things I've learned is that it's okay to move on and also remember the good things that did happen and also the not so good things, right? And just having peace for all of it. And I found myself even today just really reflecting, wow, I feel like more forgiveness is coming in. And I'm very grateful for that. And it's in those down moments and those slowing down moments that these little wake up calls or epiphanies can emerge. Because if we get so caught up in our our day to day and all the things that we do, we forget that we're processing, we're healing a lot of things every day. And sure, we got to be on and some we do our work and all that. But it's important to take those down moments to just be like, hey, how am I doing? And I got to see a friend the other day. And I love that she said she asked me when she saw me, how is your heart doing? I love that because we don't usually say that to each other. When we see someone, we usually just say, oh, how are you doing? And it's usually good. And I really appreciated her asking me how my heart was. and truthfully so it was this past friday and this past friday was would have been uh rasar from the leak it would have been his birthday and on that day the leak actually released their album and which was the last work that they got to do as a whole group with rasar so if you haven't had a moment check out their album so anywho when she asked me that my heart did feel a little heavy especially since it was Rissar's birthday on Friday. Of course, it, it spurs a lot of emotion because every year December was really special too because he always had his birthday bash at the bunkhouse. And it was always something I looked forward to. And 
man, it was so much, such good moments. I'm grateful to have the memories, but yeah. And so I think sometimes it can be tough to want to slow down because it can spur nostalgias, right? It can spur sadness and it can have us reflect, especially as this year is coming to a close. And so I guess my biggest thing is whatever you're feeling, whatever you're experiencing, whether it's sadness or indifference or joy or another emotion, welcome it. And just remember that you are experiencing it for a reason. And that remember when the emotions get too heavy, that there's always someone there that can listen, whether it's a friend or if it's seeking some outside professional help. Just remember that it's never something that you have to go through by yourself and that help is there. Even if it's someone to just listen to you while you process and go through whatever it is that you need to go through. But if it's anything that I've learned from going through those darker moments in life is that the patience I was able to show myself, the kindness and compassion has gone a long way. And it's really made me be more intimate with myself. And I've seen, I've heard this said before, how intimacy broken down is really into you. Maybe I'm butchering it into me and how intimacy really is about that seeing ourselves as deeply as we can. So then we can mirror that to somebody else and the deeper and more willing and more compassionate that we're able to look within ourselves that ripples out and there then we we are able to become more attentive more aware when having conversations with others especially in those moments where folks might just need somebody to listen to and it's through that power of intention of slowing down and helping ourselves feel important that then we're able to mirror that out to somebody else and knowing that as a collective, we're, we're all healing. I was talking to another friend today about we're still in this pandemic and it's still hard as much as society, we're trying our best to move on and, but there's still a lot of grief in the air and just know that you don't have to fake it. Don't, you don't have to fake the smile. You don't have to fake the laugh. Allow yourself to feel whatever it is and then allow yourself to know what it is that you need and that what you need does matter and that there's so much validity in that. So I hope that wherever you're at in your journey of undercovering where you're at in life, what is that you want, that you just know that you matter, that your feelings matter. And again, that when those emotions get too heavy, someone is there to listen, whether it's a friend whether it's us here at OIF or it's seeking some professional help, just know that you're not alone and that, again, you are so loved and that you so matter. just want to take a little deep breath after that. <laughs> but, but yeah, so before I finish talking for today, I wanted to read a page or two from the book that I was started last time called Finding Flow, The Psychology of Engagement with Everyday Life. And again, the last name, I can't pronounce it. So I'm going to spell it again. The name is Mihaly and the last name is C-S-I-K-S-Z-E-N-T-M-I-H-A-L-Y-I. And I will definitely put the information in the description too. I'm going to read from, and this is funny that I ended up like switching to this page because 
of just how I was thinking today about relationships and all that. And just funny enough, I just was okay, what should I, which part of this book should I read from? And chapter six opened and the chapter is called relationships and the quality of life. So here we go. When thinking about what causes the best and the worst moods in life, chances are you would think of other people. A lover or spouse can make you feel wonderfully elated, but also irritated and depressed. Children can be a blessing or a pain. A word from the boss can make or break a day. Of all the things we normally do, interaction with others is the least predictable. At one moment, it is flow, the next apathy, anxiety, relaxation, or boredom. Because of the power that interactions have on our mind, clinicians have developed forms of psychotherapy that depend on maximizing pleasant encounters with others. There is no doubt that well-being is deeply attuned to relationships and that consciousness resonates to the feedback we receive from other people. For example, Sarah, one of the people we studied with the experience sampling method at 9.10 on a Saturday morning, was sitting alone in her kitchen, having breakfast and reading the paper. When the paper signaled, she rated her happiness five on a scale where one is sad and seven very happy. When the next signal arrived at 1130, she she was still alone, smoking a cigarette, saddened by the thought that her son was about to move away to a different city. Now her happiness had fallen to a three. At one in the afternoon, Sarah was alone, vacuuming the living room, happiness down to one. By 2.30, she's in the backyard swimming with the grandchildren. Happiness is a perfect seven. But less than an hour later, as she's taking the sun and trying to read a book while her grandchildren splash her with water, the happiness rating is down to two again. My daughter-in-law should take those brats in hand more. She writes on the ESM response sheet as we move through the day, thinking about people and interacting with them play constant riffs on our moods. In most societies, people depend on the social context to an even greater extent than the technological West. We believe that the individual should be left free to develop his or her potential. And at least since Rousseau, we have come to think of society as a perverse obstacle to personal fulfillment. In contrast, the traditional view, especially in Asia, has been that the individual is nothing until shaped and refined through interaction with others. India provides one of the clearest examples of how this works. The classical Hindu culture has taken great pains to ensure that from infancy to old age, its members conform to appropriate ideals of behavior. The Hindu person is produced consciously and deliberately during a series of collective events. These events are samskaras, life cycle rituals that are fundamental and compulsory in the life of a Hindu, writes Lynn Hart. Samskaras help to shape children and adults by giving them new rules of conduct for each successive step in life. As the Indian psychoanalyst Sadhir Kakar wrote half-faciously, samskaras are the right and the right time. The conceptualization of the human life cycle unfolding in a series of stages, with each stage having its unique tasks, and the need for an orderly progression through the stages is an established part of traditional Indian thought. One of the major thrusts of these rituals is the gradual integration of the child into society with the samskaras, as it were, beating time to a measured movement that takes the child away from the original mother-infant symbiosis into the full-fledged membership of his community. But 
socialization not only shapes behavior, it also molds consciousness to the expectations and aspirations of the culture so that we feel shame when others observe our failings and guilt when we feel that we have let others down. Here too, cultures differ enormously in terms of how deeply the self depends on internalized community expectations. For instance, the Japanese have several words to describe fine shadings of dependence obligations, responsibilities that are difficult to translate into English because in our social environment, we have not learned to experience such feelings to the same extent. In Japan, according to Shintaro Ru, a perceptive Japanese journalist, a typical individual wants to go wherever others go. Even when he goes to the beach to swim, he avoids the uncrowded place, but chooses a spot where people are practically on top of one another. It is not difficult to see why we are so enmeshed in our social milieu, both mentally and physically. Even our primate relationships, the apes that live in the African jungles and savannas have learned that unless they are accepted by the group, they won't live long. A solitary baboon will soon fall prey to leopards or hyenas. Our ancestors realized a long time ago that they were social animals, that they depended on the group not only for protection, but also for learning the amenities of life. The Greek word idiot originally meant someone who lived by himself. It was assumed that cut off from community interaction, such a person would be mentally incompetent. In contemporary proliterate societies, this knowledge is so deeply ingrained that a person who likes to be alone is assumed to be a witch, for a normal person would not choose to leave the company of others unless forced to do. Because interactions are so important for keeping consciousness in balance, it is important to understand how they affect us and to learn how to turn them into positive rather than negative experiences. As with everything else, one cannot enjoy relationships for free. We must expend a certain amount of psychic energy to reap their benefits. If we do not, we risk finding ourselves in the shoes of Citre's character and No Exit, who concluded that hell was other people. A relationship that leads to order and consciousness instead of psychic entropy has to meet at least two conditions. The first is to find some compatibility between our goals and that of the other person or persons. This is always difficult in principle, given that each participant in the interaction is bound to pursue his or her self-interest. Nevertheless, in most situations, if one looks for it, one can discover at least a shred of shared goals. The second condition for a successful interaction is that one be willing to invest attention in other person's goals. Not an easy task either, considering that psychic energy is the most essential and scarce resource we own. When these conditions are met, it is possible to get the most valuable result from being with other people to experience the flow that comes from optimal interaction. I think I will leave it there. So I thought that was very interesting and I really believe and the balance that the author is talking about, really, like that balance of being alone, but then at the same time, realizing we do need each other. And that's something that is one of our fundamental beliefs here at the Love Yourself Foundation is that we need community. And of course, alone time is important and all that, but to come in union with others is so important. So just again, finding that intention when we're alone, finding that intention when we're with other people. So well, I think that's it. I think I'm going to leave it there. I hope that anything I've shared today has resonated or helped you or at least to realize that you're not alone. So I wish you all a happy day. Hope to see you at our event on the 16th. And since this is going to come out after the Makers event, be sure to check out Makers and Finders. Help us out. 
go get some yummy food and at the same time help LYF grow. So I appreciate all of you tremendously and thank you to our listeners. And if you haven't already, leave us a review. We'd love to keep the podcast growing. Much love. Peace.